0: Hey, this is Noah Fritchie, and I'm the lead pastor of Real Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I hope this can inspire you and build your faith. Enjoy the message. We have been in a a great teaching series that we're calling We Church, Not Me Church, and this series is all about how you are a part of the body of Christ, and because you're a part of the body of Christ, Um, This this church is not just a building. It's not just it's not this somewhere that you go You are the church everybody And so we are talking about what makes you the church and how you fit into that and so on and so forth And so that's our series. It's called we church not me church And over the past couple weeks We've really talked about how God has a spiritual journey for each and every one of you like whether whether you know it or not You're on a spiritual journey, and what you need to know is you need the clarity to know where you are right now on that journey so that you can identify what's next. Because believe it or not, in your life, there is a next step for you to take on your spiritual journey. There's something for you to do on your spiritual journey. You are somewhere, and you have a next step to take. And when you find that clarity, when you find clarity in those steps, that's where real joy comes from. In fact, um, that's what our theme verse says from Proverbs. Proverbs says this, it says, uh, it says, if people can't see what God is doing, and, and in another version it says, if where there is no vision. And so, and so it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. And I'm afraid that for so many of us, and for so many of you, you've, you've, you've experienced this. You've been stumbling all over yourself, or you've been stumbling all over your emotions, or maybe it's your marriage, or or maybe you feel like your dreams have just fallen apart. Or, and everything in your life is just a mess. Can I tell you that I'm here today to tell you that the mess is not the problem. The mess in your life is not the problem. It's the lack of clarity in your life that actually leads you in the wrong direction. So what I want to do today is I want to give you some clarity on, on, on where to go. Because this verse says when, when, when you attend to what God reveals... You are the most blessed, and like, that's what I want to give to you. I want you to be blessed, and last week, we kind of talked about that, how that is not a financial blessing, as, as, as much as I would love it to be, that's not just talking about a financial blessing, it's talking about uh, the condition of your soul. Like, each and every one of us, we've got this void in our soul that, that, that we, we can't fill, and, and, and when, we, when, when, we, when we can see where we're going, when we have vision for our life, that's when the void is filled, everybody. That's when you are the most blessed. And, and at, at our church, we, we're, we've, been, uh, we've been giving you the journey on what we believe. And, and the journey is not just something that we've made up. It's what we see in the Bible cover to cover. And it, it's what we see in the Old Testament and in the, in the New Testament. There's four things that I really do believe that God always wanted to do in your life. In fact, uh, David David prayed, uh, David called it this, he said, you will show me the way of life. And when you find the way of life, everybody, notice this, that, that you will get the joy of God's presence and the pleasures of living with him forever. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have this joy of being in God's presence, because there's nothing like it, everybody. You can go and search all over. And there's nothing like the joy and the presence of being with, uh, and the pleasures of being in God's presence. I want you to experience that real joy. And so we've talked about that there's four different steps that we believe every person goes through spiritually. Now, maybe you haven't been through all these steps yet. Uh, Maybe some of you have, but some of us, we've, we've gotten stuck on a couple of these steps. But here's the four things that I believe that God wants to do in every one of your lives. Here's the first thing. God wants, uh, you, you are called to know God. Like, the first step is just coming to know who God is. And it's not just knowing about God, but it, it, it's having a relationship with Him. In week one, we talked about this. We talked about how to have an authentic, real relationship with God and what it means to actually know God. If you missed that, go catch it on the podcast. I'd highly encourage you to listen to that one. And last week, we talked about finding freedom. And, uh, and, and, and we taught, we said that once you begin to, once you know God, your next step is to find freedom. And, 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 and there's things that, and you've got some things in your life that you, you've got these things that you know if they weren't in your life, that your life would just automatically be better. Like every one of you, you've got something in your life that if it just wasn't there, your life would be so much better. And so, and so that's what we're, that's, that's what we talked about. We, we talked about finding freedom, and last week, we literally talked about finding freedom in the cross of Jesus, and uh, unfortunately, that that podcast did not get recorded. So, for all of you who missed it, you're never going to get it again. So, I uh, thank you for being. A, uh, that's that's going to prove it to you. You need to show up in church <laughs> every once in a while. No, I, I'm just kidding. But anyway, we had a we had a good message last weekend talking about finding freedom and, and finding freedom in the habits and the hang-ups and the addictions and the problems and some of you you're carrying around shame and you need to find freedom for that and here and here's essentially what we said last week is that you don't need to be defined by by everything that's behind you you you, you can't you can't see the future until you settle the past everybody so so once you can once you settle the past then you can move on into your future and once you once you settle the past Here's what we're talking about today. Is we're talking about discovering purpose. And uh, can I tell you that every one of you has a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. You are not an accident. I, I can tell you that you're here on purpose for a purpose. You are intentional. Uh, you, are, you have been intentionally made by God for a reason, everybody. And some of you, you, you just need to hear that. You just need to hear that you are on purpose. No matter what anyone else tells you, you are here on purpose for a purpose and once you discover your purpose here's what we're going to talk about next week is we're going to talk about making a difference so once you discover your purpose you can then begin to do ultimately what god wants you to do and he wants you to make a difference but today we're talking about discovering purpose turn to your neighbor and say discover purpose That's what we're talking about. We're talking about discovering purpose. And really statistically, which is really interesting to me, is that people have the most trouble with this third step. Like people have the most trouble in just discovering their purpose. And and it amazes me that that according to different seminaries who have done studies on this, they say that 87%, 87% of the body of Christ still does not know what their purpose is. 87% 87% of the people's statistics say in this church, 87% of you do not know your purpose in life. And to me, that's really sad. I, 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 that, that's crazy. And, and like, like, imagine, the, the, Bible calls, the Bible calls the church the body of Christ. And so if you're the body of Christ, that means you're a body part, everybody. Like if you're a part of the church, you are a body part. Can you imagine if 87% of my body did not work? If eighty-seven percent of my body had no idea what what, what it should do, I would I, I would probably be in a wheelchair if not dead, everybody. Like 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 that's just eighty-seven percent of people don't know their purpose. And I'm here to tell you today that maybe that's why most churches in the world aren't making a difference. Maybe that's why most churches in the world just sit silently. Maybe that's why they don't ever make a difference, because 87% of the people in your church don't know their purpose. And it's a serious problem. It's a, it's a serious issue. And the Bible says that we're not all the same parts. We're, we're a part of the body of Christ, but we're not all the same part. Some of you, your eyes. Some of you, you're, you're, you're the nose of the church. You're, you're the ears of the church. Some of you are the mouth of the church, and you never stop, all right? You know what I'm talking about. But, I just, but, but we all have different parts, and, 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 and so you need to know that. You need to know that you are a part of the body of Christ. And the reason that we're not discovering our purpose, I believe, is because so many of us, we are copying the behaviors and customs of the world. Like, the reason you don't know your purpose is because you've been following the wrong thing. You've been looking for purpose in the wrong place, everybody. You've been looking for, you've been looking for your purpose in the world, and you're after a purpose that's not God's purpose. And I, I truly believe that that's why the world is so messed up. Like, 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 like why, do we see, why do we see such hatred? Why do we see such violence in the world? Why why do we see all this, the, this stealing and lying and cheating? It's because there's people that are that 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 are following just the customs of the world. And they have no idea what God's purpose for their life is. And so and so so many of you, you've probably been there before. You've you followed the behaviors and the customs of the world. But 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 here's the good news: it says, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. And that's my job today. What I want to do today is I just want to change the way that you think. I want to change the way that you think about your purpose. Why? So that you can learn to know God's will for you, which is what? Which is good and pleasing and perfect. And I can tell you that it would be my dream for you if you knew God's will for your life so that you can live out a good and pleasing and perfect life uh, for you. That's what God wants for you. And can I tell you that the best place to start when we start looking at purpose in life, when I start looking at the purpose in your life, let me give you a couple enemies of your purpose. There's a couple things out there uh, that, that are really enemies of your purpose. Here's an enemy of purpose right here. The enemy of purpose, one, one of the enemies of purpose would be confusion. That you're just totally confused about why you're here on this earth. You're totally confused on, on what you're supposed to do. Even the Apostle Paul, he, he prayed. He said, church, I, I don't want you to be confused about your spiritual gift. He, he, he basically said, you, you, you don't understand that you're a part of the body of Christ. And, and, and the, most people, they, 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 they don't understand their purpose just because they're confused. I'm hope, I hope today that I can clear that up for you. But, the, but another reason why people don't know their purpose is because they're constantly comparing themselves with other people. Like, like many people can't see their purpose because they're so focused on everyone else. Like, they don't even look at their own life. They're looking at everyone else's life. And you know what I'm talking about? Uh, for many of you, it's, it's you get on Facebook. And all of a sudden, on Facebook, you want their life, you want their marriage, you want their job, you want their car, you want their spouse, you, you, you want their body weight, everybody. You know what I mean? And uh, And for so many of you, that you're, you, you, you don't know your purpose because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people's highlights on Facebook. And I can tell you that, like, like social media in this day and age, it has done us such a disservice. Like, I'll tell you that Sundays on social media for me, as a pastor, is the worst day of the week. Like, I, I, I love getting on social media on Sundays, but I also hate it, too. Because when I get on social media... Because you know I'm a weird church nerd, I follow all these different churches, and I see all the cool things that they did this week. And all of a sudden, I get depressed about the things that I did. They weren't near as cool as that other person, or that other, and, and, and that other person. And, and you know, I, and sometimes it's like so, I'll watch some. I like sometimes I want to preach like TD Jakes, everybody. Like 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 I want I want to be on fire, and, and, and I want to do that, but but I can't do it. And and can I tell you that? That there there ain't nobody as nice as Joel team. Like, like like I try I try to smile as much as him, but I just can't you I just can't do it, everybody. Like 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 and that and that's what happens. And and here I tell you all that to tell you that you will always be miserable if you're comparing your, your purpose to someone else's calling. You will always be miserable if you are comparing your purpose to someone else's calling. Listen, I would love to be T.D. Jakes, and I'd love to preach fire like he does, and I would love to be Joel team and smile and give you good things all the time, like, like just make you in a good mood when you see me. But, but, uh, but I can't do that. I have my own portion. I have my own calling. I, I, I have to do my own thing. And so, and so for so many of you, it, th- that's where you are. You're just in a constant comparison. And the reason that you haven't discovered your purpose is because you are constantly comparing yourself something else or someone else and so that that's that's another reason but i here's one of the biggest reasons why people why why i believe people don't discover their purpose it's this is that they're after a counterfeit purpose and i think so many of you probably have fallen for this one especially that you're after some type of counterfeit let me give you an example you thought your job you thought your career would be your purpose can i tell you that your career is not your purpose and for some of you, you've worked so hard all of your life just on your career. And maybe you've gotten to the top, the the, the tip top of the mountain where, where you thought, this is this is where I wanted to be. And you still can't find your purpose. It's because you've followed a counterfeit purpose. Can I tell you that you don't need a career? You need a calling. <laughs> you don't need a career, everybody. I'm gonna say it again, because I don't think you guys heard me. You need a calling. You you, 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 God has something so much more than just money. Like, like, he's got so much more to give you. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with money. Like, like, money makes the world run, right? And it, like, like, it's great. But, but, but don't, don't cash in for God's plan that he has on your life. Like, 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 don't do it. And I know, this is so cliche, but it's true. Can I tell you that God has a purpose for you? And I know, I know it's cliche, but it's true. I, can I tell you that before you were born. The Bible says that there was a purpose ahead of you. That before you were born, the purpose was there first. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. (coughs) The Bible says he had a purpose and then he made you. He had a purpose and then he made you. Think about that. He didn't just make you. (laughs) He didn't create you and then think, "Huh, man, I wonder what I'm going to do with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I can do with him. Uh, no, no. He had a purpose, and then he made you. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the purpose was first. He made you to fill the purpose. And the way that we say it around here is this, is that God has a unique calling, purpose, and gifting on your life, and you are uniquely hardwired to do something, whether you know it or not. You, ha- you are uniquely hardwired for a purpose, for some, for some God given purpose. In fact, Ephesians says that you are his workmanship. You are specifically crafted uh, for, for a purpose. And, and that's, that's what Psalm says, too. Psalm says this it says, For you created my inmost being. Can you imagine a God who created how you think, how you feel? He created the things like why some things matter to you and why some things don't matter to you. It, the Bible says that, you, that, that God knits you together in your mother's womb. Like that's how, that's how delicate this is. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. David says this, and, and when you read this, it's like, man... This sounds a little arrogant, David. Like, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully. Like, no, it's not arrogant. uh, The the reason that he can say that is because he's a confident child of God. And can I tell you that when you're a confident child of God, you can say that. I I, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It it, it sounds arrogant, but it's really not. It says this, for your, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. All the days, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Hello, everybody. God has a purpose for you. He made you on purpose before you were born. He had a purpose for you. That's why, that, 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 that's the God we serve. And that, that, that's, it just amazes me sometimes that God had a purpose for me before I was even thought about. He made me on purpose purpose and that's that's what you need to know that's how unique and special each and every one of you are and today here's here's what i'm excited to announce that that since discovering purpose is a value for our church we've been working really hard on these values and and because this is a value we're actually putting together a system for you to find purpose we're going to actually put together a system for you to discover your purpose in fact, if you were here just about a, a, a month ago or so, we, we had our Vision Sunday. And one of the big things for our Vision Sunday is we said that we were working on our discipleship path. Can I tell you that this is what discipleship is, discovering your purpose. And, and so because of that, and because of that vision for the year, we're, we're, we're working on uh, building a process to help you discover your purpose. In fact, um, I've actually got, we, we've got this book, hold on, let me. let me get it real quick. We've got this, I've been working on this all week, and I just had to show you that it's actually real, everybody. So uh, we've been working on this all week. We've got a book that uh, we are creating to help you discover your purpose. We're working really hard on this because I can tell you that I'm not just going to let my church sit around and 87% of you not know your purpose. I'm not okay with that, everybody. I want you to know your purpose. And and so so because of that, we're creating a program to help you to help you go through and help you discover your purpose. And uh, let me tell you that uh, this is actually going to happen. I'm hoping at the new year we're going to have a class called Literally Real Purpose where we talk about your purpose and where we get a chance to take a spiritual gift test and and, and you get to really learn how uniquely hardwired you are. And can I tell you that I don't need the rest of your life. All I need is one Sunday, everybody. (laughs) I'm going to ask for one Sunday from you. And uh, we'll feed you after church and whatnot. But, uh, but I'm, we're so passionate about this. I just wanted to tell you that a part of that vision offering that you're going to give towards and a part of the things that we're doing in the next year, it's, it's, coming, it's coming to pass, everybody. It's here. And we're working on it. And I just want you to know that I, I want our church to be able to discover their purpose. And, and, so, and so that's a part, really, of the vision offering. So if you've been thinking about, if you've been thinking about giving to that, I would highly encourage you to do that. Uh, maybe give up something that you already that that you have maybe you need to uh, maybe you need to give up your morning cup of joe or something and and put back towards the vision offering but I just want to encourage you that we're working on this stuff and 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 it's because of your generosity that it's going to be able to come to pass but anyway we're putting that class together really to help you and to help you discover your purpose because I think that there's a lot of people who are dissatisfied with their life And, and they're dissatisfied with their purpose and Can I tell you that if you're dissatisfied with your life, it's probably because you're doing something that you were never made to do. You're you're in a career, you're in a you're in something, you're doing something that you were actually never created to do. And my dream as your pastor is to help you find your spiritual gifting so that you can live out what you were made to do. And can I tell you that that when you start, when you discover your spiritual gift and when you discover what you're made to do, when you discover your purpose, Man, it's the most fulfilling thing that you can ever have. It is so fulfilling, and can I tell you that I thank God every day that I'm doing what I'm called to do. Like, like I thank God every day that, 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 that I, I have discovered my purpose and I'm doing what He's called, to, called me to do. Like, can I tell you, everybody, just as your pastor, I don't have a perfect life. <laughs> I have a lot of problems, everybody. Like, like, but but I, I'm always so thankful that I, and I'm grateful that I can stand before you and tell you that I'm doing what God has called me to do and can I tell you that I don't think it's just reserved for for pastors Listen, it's not just it's not just reserved for peop, for pastors It's for everyone and it's my desire that you would live that fulfilled life and that and that you would really discover your purpose And so you're like well pastor. That's great. I know I need to discover my purpose But how how do I discover my purpose? How do I do it? What what do I do? What do I do to, to discover my purpose and what I'm gonna do today is for the rest of our time together, I just want to give you a couple, a couple ways that God helped people throughout the Bible discover their purpose. In fact, there's four different ways that I, I found, I'm sure there's more, but there's four different ways that I found that God, ha, how, how God used people in the, in the Bible to help discover their purpose. There's four major ways that I found that He reveals His purpose to people. So, if you've got your note-taking sheets, here's, here's one of the first things on your note-taking sheets. Um... It's, it's this here. It's, it's the call from birth. It's that is that God, God reveals his purpose to some people from birth, like, like almost immediately. Like for, for some of you, fairly early on in your life, you had the sense of, I, I'm just supposed to do this. Have you ever had that sense before? Like, I just, that sense of, man, I'm just supposed to do this. Have you ever had that sense? Anybody? Nobody? I guess just me. That's all right. Uh, I guess I'm the weirdo. So, uh, I, uh, but I've had that sense before. We're, we're just, we there, there's just things in my life that I just know that I'm just supposed to do this. And a lot of people have actually had that sense of like, man, when I was young, I had that sense of that I was supposed to do, you know, fill in the blank. I was supposed, I was supposed to do this. But but for so many of you, you had that sense when you were young, but then, you know, problems came about. And then, then you got married, or, or then, then you, get, you had way too many kids to do anything for your purpose. You know, like, 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 like things, just, things just got in the way. Things just happened. And for so many of you, that, that call from birth, you're so far away from it, and you think that you're so far away from that thing that God gave you, but can I tell you that, 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 that the Bible says that the call of God is irrevocable, which means that no no matter how far you've gone, God can always bring you back to his good and perfect plan. Like you can go so far, but God can bring you back. And I think, I think a great example of this, and the great example of the call from birth in the Bible would be the prophet Jeremiah. In fact, uh, God, God prophesied to him in the first chapter. Here's what it says. It says, God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Which, by the way, and I, I'm just gonna throw this in here, that that before I before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That's, that's why, for so many reasons, I'm I'm so personally pro-life. Because before, before you were even formed in the womb, God knew you, everybody. Like like, like, like he, he knows you. And before you were born, I set You apart, he says. I I appointed you as a prophet for the nations. And let me say that to some of you today, is that that God formed you, and he knows you, and he has appointed you, and he has set you apart to do something great. But Jeremiah responds, and he says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. And for so many of you, you, you've done this before. You've said, you said, you said I, I'm sorry, God, but I don't know how to do it. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I can do it. And many of you, you've talked yourself out of your calling because you've looked at your own resume. And, 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 and when you've looked at it, you say, well, I, I can't do that. Can I tell you that, that the people who say, I can't do that, that's exactly the type of people that God uses. He constantly uses those people throughout the Bible. Can I tell you that you're looking at a guy like, in high school in performing arts i was petrified to, to get on stage and do anything and now i, I mean look what the lord has done everybody <laughs> like, 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 like it's, a, it's amazing and so and so that's what i'm saying is that is that you're so many of you you're just disqualifying yourself right away you're saying i i, I, I can't do that uh, yeah, i am too young you you've got you've got you've got your excuse but the Lord said to me, Jeremiah says, do not say, I am too young. The Lord says, stop disqualifying yourself. Stop, stop, stop disqualifying yourself. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Can I tell you that God has a calling on your life? And when you pursue that calling, he's going to take care of you. It's just, that's just what, he, he's with you, and he will rescue you, and he will take care of you. And I can tell you just the, the, the call from birth idea, that, that I've always felt a calling. Like, 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 like I've, always, I've always felt it, and I, I, n- I never, I, I tried to pursue it, but I tried to pursue it in my own way. and uh, But I can just remember, like, the call from birth, like, I remember my pastor as a child, like, just prophesying to me, and and you can remember this too, just, just, you can remember, I I just remember Pastor Phil saying, like, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be a world changer, like, you're, like, 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 you're gonna do something, you're, God's got a call on your life, and I can remember that, and, and even when I didn't understand it, like, when I had no idea, oh, God's got a, I had no idea what that meant, he prophesied over me, and, and my, and my pastor, he he took care of me, and, 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 and he did everything that he could just to prophesy over me, even when I didn't, didn't know anything about it and can I tell you and I just want to encourage you as a church and and especially as a family like like moms and dads like I want to encourage you like if you get a word for your kids like prophesy over your kids like 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 speak life into their life everybody like 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 don't let the world choose what they do like speak life into their life don't let them fall for something counterfeit that the world has to offer and for some of you, you've been running from your purpose since, since the day that you were born. And can I tell you that you can't, you can't run too far because God is still chasing you. He's still, he's still got that purpose for you. That, that thing that since you were born, he's still got that purpose for you. So that, that's number one. Here's, here's the second thing here. It's, it's this, is that God reveals his purpose through a growing awareness. And some of you, you've been discovering your purpose, and, and it's been incremental. Like, you've, you've discovered little pieces along the way in your life. Like, like, like you're constantly discovering your purpose. And, and, you, and, and the best idea that I can get from this is the idea of Joseph in Scripture. When you look at the story of Joseph in Scripture, all Joseph gets is one dream. Joseph gets one dream, and he sees the nations of the world, and he sees his brothers, ba- the nations and his brothers, bowing down to him. And here's what happens, is Joseph is just... In my opinion, it's just kind of dumb, all right? He just goes to his brothers and says, hey, you're going to bow down to me one day. Like, 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 uh, like uh, if, if you get a dream like that, at least don't go, t- don't go telling people. Like, don't make people mad. But that's what, that's what Joseph does. He, he goes and he tells his brother that. And the, next thing, and the next thing that you know is that his brothers get mad at him. And they, they, he, they throw him in a pit. And all of a sudden, Joseph is sold into slavery. And he ends up in Egypt. And, and he's thrown into prison for most of his life. And here's what happened in the story of Joseph. In fact, there's 20 chapters of it in Genesis, is that Joseph, he was called from God, but everything in his life seemed that he was going away from his calling. Like, everything that happened to him, it just seemed like, yeah, Joseph, you had that dream one time, you were, you were called by God, but everything that's happened ever since, it just seemed like that you were going away from God. And for so many of you, you're in that place. Many of you, you've wrongly interpreted some of the same scenarios. You thought that you were called from God, but then your life went in the wrong direction. And, and what you find out, the amazing thing is, is that at the end of the story of Joseph, is that God actually used what may have looked like wrong turns to do something that only could have been done if those wrong turns were there. Like, like he, he used all the wrong things in Joseph's life to, 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 to actually reveal his purpose. And for, and for so many of you, that's where you are, you're like, well, my marriage is messed up, and I'm divorced, or I've got all these problems in my life. And, and what you're doing is you're carrying around the shame of your past. But what God wants to do is God wants to use the shame of your past to help other people that are going through the same thing. Like, like, like you can find purpose in it. Find, find purpose. You can, you, can find, you can find your purpose in it. And whenever you read the story of Joseph in Genesis, in the last chapter of Genesis is where we're going to pick it up. That's where Joseph is now second in command to Pharaoh. And Joseph's, uh, Joseph's brothers are actually standing in front of him. And Joseph looks so much like an Egyptian that, uh, that, that the brothers don't even recognize him. And, and when Joseph reveals, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers who are standing in front of him, and here's, here's what Joseph says, and, and here's, what, here, 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 here's what you need to just speak into your life, everybody. You need to speak this into, into some of your situations. You need to speak, well, you intended to harm me but God intended it for good. You intended to harm me. You need to speak that over a situation that you're going through right now. You, may, maybe you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Can I tell you that, 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 that you thought that divorce, you thought that problem, you thought that, you, you thought that shame was going to hurt you, but God intended it for good. That's the God that we serve. And, and, and he says, why? To accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives. God wants to use your wrong turns. God wants to use the wrong things that you've ever done. He wants to do it to save many people. He wants to use your life to save many more lives. Can I tell you in the story of Joseph, and for some of you, none of it could have happened if, if those wrong turns would, have, would, would not have happened. So don't misinterpret what you're going through. He wants to use it to save many people's lives. And here's the third thing. It's this, is that God reveals his purpose when you just walk through some open doors, everybody. I think this is the easiest one. (laughs) You just start, God opens the door, you start stepping through it. Can I tell you that, for so many of us, we're, we're just afraid to do it. Can I tell you that God can only reveal his purpose to you when you take a step through an open door. Can I tell you that we serve a God who opens doors that no man can open? (laughs) He can do it. And and, and what you have to do is that when you see an opportunity and you want to know what's on the other side, you're never going to know everybody until you step through it. (laughs) If God gives you an open door, you need to step right through that. And the best example that we see in scripture with this one is we see Queen Esther. Queen Esther, she was adopted uh, from a broken family, her her parents were dead, and and uh, she's Jewish in this Babylonian culture, and so Esther, she's a misfit in this culture. And what happens is, is that that the king of the day, the king wanted to show off his wife at a dinner party. It's actually kind of a funny story. So the king, the king tells his wife, he's like, "I'm gonna, I want to parade you around at this dinner party." And the wife basically tells the king, like, "I'm, you're not gonna parade me around." <laughs> and so what the the king gets mad and essentially fires wife as queen and so and so all of a sudden there's a vacancy uh for the queen's position and so the king does uh, <laughs> which is of course just men just uh, of course it's just a man's story he has this he has this uh, uh <laughs> i'm just going to read this from the paper here he does he has this beauty pageant essentially and, and he brings in all the most beautiful women of course and uh, to to replace uh to replace the qu- qu- queen's spot and uh, what he ends up doing is esther is a part of that beauty pageant so to say and he picks esther because she was so beautiful and what happens is is that esther becomes queen and uh the sa- and and when she's queen there's this guy in the cab in the king's cabinet that is constantly in the king's ear and this guy in his cabinet is wanting to kill the jewish people he's constantly in the king's ear about needing to kill the jewish people remember esther's a jew right and so he's he, he's in the ear he's trying to kill the jewish people which by the way I, I truly believe that the devil has been wanting to do that for centuries, everybody. I think it's a demon spirit that wants to kill Jewish people. But anyway, that, that, that's what happens. And, and what happens is, is that since Esther is queen, uh, her uncle Mordecai comes to her and basically says, hey, let me tell you why you won that beauty pageant. Let me tell you why, you, uh, why, why you're a queen. Not just so that you could be queen, but it's so that you can have a voice in the king's ear. It's so that you can have a little bit of influence. And, and here's what Mordecai says. Mordecai says... For if you remain silent, what's he saying? If you don't walk through that open door, if you don't take this opportunity right now, if you you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will rise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. He says, who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Who knows in your life that you 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 maybe you've had those wrong things happen in your life but there's an open door and who knows that, that that you're just that God is just waiting for you to take that step through the open door. Who knows that you're in that situation right the situation that you're in right now for such a time as this. God is doing the best that he can. He's giving you the best opportunities and all you have to do is step through it. He's opening doors for you. And you just need to step through it. And can I tell you that everything that we've done as a church just in the past year has been just this. God has opened doors. And all we've been doing is, I feel like sometimes we're taking baby steps, everybody. But, but, we, but we are stepping through open doors. Over the past year, That, that God has constantly been, been opening doors. And all we're doing is just walking through some open doors. And can I tell you that God always lines things out? I'll give you a funny little story just be, just before we wrap it up. It, 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 just an example of God opening doors. We we called to order chairs for the new place, everybody, because I don't think you guys want to sit on the floor. So uh, we, we ordered some chairs, and uh, we looked at our little plan that, that we had made up. And uh, me and Dad were doing this, and we were, we were looking at the plan, and Dad counted about 147 chairs that we could that would be like really comfortable you to have your nice feet space over there you know whatever. So we're like bare minimum we need about 147 chairs. So we called the place and and we talked to the chair people. And guess how many chairs they had in stock everybody? 147 chairs. she said, "We've only got 147 chairs left in, in our warehouse right now. You need to buy them real quick." And I'm like, "Well, well, uh, uh, yeah, we, we do because it, it's it's we had a hundred we, we literally needed 147 churches. So anyway, just a random thing, but I can just tell you that that's a, just kind of a fun story. But can I tell you that it's just another like it's, it's just another example to me that God's just opening the doors. That, that that everywhere that we go, we're just walking through an open door. And can I tell you that He wants to do the same in your life? And maybe you've come to that situation for such a time as this. You need to step through that open door. And the last thing as we wrap up here is this, is that God reveals his purpose many times through an encounter. And for some of you, you've had that before. You've had this God encounter before where God will just begin to speak. And the best example that I can find in Scripture is the Apostle Paul. Paul says in Acts 9, he says, Meanwhile, which, by the way, before Paul became Paul, his name was Saul, it says. Uh, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, Paul or Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples, and 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 which, by the way, just so you know, Paul or Saul before before he was Paul, he was Saul. Uh, Saul he actually oversaw the first Christian martyr Stephen, and so so he was actually there for the first Christian to die, and uh, and and, th- and what happens is is that. That, so Paul's, Paul's there, in, in, or I I'll just call him Saul. I'm sorry because I see it up here. And he, and he went to the high priest and he asked the high priest for letters of the uh, to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found anyone who belongs to the way before they called him Christians, they called him the way, um, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And so what happens is, is that Paul basically goes to the temple and says, Hey, I want to be your hitman. I, I want to get rid of all these Christians. And, 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 and here's, here's, the, here's the amazing thing here. here. Here's what happens. Is that as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light came from heaven and flashed all around him. And this is what I'm asking from God for you today, I'm asking that God would just give you a suddenly moment, that He would just wake you up and say, "It's time to pursue your purpose. It's time." There, I, I pray that He gives you this suddenly moment, that a light flashed from heaven. Which, by the way, God rarely does the same thing twice. Like He spoke to Moses with a burning bush; it never happened again. Here, here we are with with Saul. He 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 gives this flash of light. And he fell to the ground, and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you? Saul asked. The response says, I am Jesus, whom you persecuted, he replied. Now get up and go. I think it's just so amazing That in the response here, he says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Here's Jesus talking to Saul. Jesus is basically saying, I know (laughs) that you're a murderer. I know that you're out to kill people who love me. The amazing thing about this is, is that if I was God, listen, if I was God... And there was and if I was going to appear to some guy who was going out and killing all my people, I'd just strike him dead there. Like like we get rid of the problem right away, everybody. like we just we just get rid of him. But the amazing thing that happens here is is that God doesn't just write him off. God doesn't just figure out a way to get rid of him. That's not what he does. God calls him. and some of you, listen, some of you, you've got shame in your life and you think... Like, I, I can never serve God because of the things that I did. Like, like I've gone too far. I can't serve God. Look, look at this scripture. Of all the people God could have picked, he found the murderer of Christians to be his apostle. Like, he took the murderer of his people to go preach to his people. Instead of writing him off, <laughs> he called him. He replied, now get up and go. Into the city. And you will be told what you must do. Can I tell you, there is a get up and go moment for you too. And it's time. It's time for you to do what God has called you to do. And as we close, I'm just, let me just give you a couple of examples. Because there's been this get up and go moment a couple of times for me. I just want to share my story because I think it will help you. But I can just tell you that like, a, a, a couple of just amazing get-up-and-go moments for me. On the night of my graduation in high school, right as I was getting ready to graduate, I literally pulled out my iPhone and I saw this internship for a church in Tulsa that, that I follow. <laughs> and I tell you, on that iPhone, that little I had a little bay iPhone back then, uh, I typed I, I I typed like a thousand-word essay, which is nuts. I don't even know how I don't know how they accepted me. But I typed an essay on there. I went through the whole, I went through the whole process on it. it. It's a miracle, but I can tell you that, that it was just something that I, I just inwardly knew that I'm supposed to do this. I had life figured out. I already had life figured out in another direction. But something inwardly told me that I was just supposed to do this. I had that get up and go moment. And many of you know that that all happened. And I moved away. And the next year at the end of that internship like the whole point of the internship is to get a job at the church right like you don't take a a free internship for a year and not get a job so the whole point of that internship was to get a job at that church and and at the end of the year i got the the great yes hey you're you're going to be hired on here like like my dream job is is happening it's it's right in front of me i had several I, i at the end of that internship i had several different opportunities and Something told me to move back home, and I remember being mad. <laughs> you were happy, but I was mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, what good can I do in Murfreesboro? Like, what what good, what good can I do from Jacob? Like, <laughs> hey, nothing good comes out of Jacob, right? I I, I I remember I remember being kind of aggravated, but I just knew I had this get up and go moment that hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Just recently, last year, just about a year ago, I felt God call me to step into my purpose and start this church. And immediately I thought, who in their right mind is going to listen to a 20-year-old? And you are all the suckers. That are that. But, but really, I was, who in their right mind is, is is going to listen to me and here we are i had that get up and go moment and i just can't imagine that even way even the first thing that i talked about or any of those times what if i wouldn't have walked through that open door what if i wouldn't have accepted the call from birth what 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 if i wouldn't have what if i wouldn't have, have, have took that god encounter and put it and put it into practice like, I, I don't even want to know my life without it. And I tell you that because some of you, you've resisted God for too long. You've resisted Him for way too long. He's opened doors. He's talked to you when you were little. He, 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 he's, he, he, you, you've been praying, and, and He's given you an encounter. And you've, and, you've, and you've just written it off. But can I tell you that I, I've prayed this week, I've prayed this week, all in preparation for this message, that God would just give you an encounter today. That you would just know in your heart that that whatever, whatever, I can't tell you what your purpose is, everybody. You have to know it. You know it in your heart. But I just pray that today, God would give you an encounter. That God would speak to you right where you're at. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads? Listen, you need to know that God created you on purpose, for a purpose. You need to just... Sit quietly for a minute and just understand that. Just listen to this. God created you on purpose, for a purpose. He created you on purpose, for a purpose. You are not an accident. You are not what other people say. Stop resisting the call of God and understand that you were created on purpose, for a purpose. So, Father, today... I pray that you would just speak to people right now. that God, anyone who is struggling with their purpose, God, I pray that you would continue to reveal it to them. God, give them open doors to walk through. Lord, let, let, let there be an encounter in their life. God, help them to accept that call from birth. That God, no matter how far they've, they, they've run away from you, God, you can bring them back. And you can use it for their glory. I pray that today, people would come to understand their purpose. They would come to know that you've got a purpose for their life. I pray that they would leave that counterfeit at home. I pray that they would begin to accept and walk in their purpose. Today, some of you, with your heads bowed and eyes closed still, some of you, you have... you've went off on another purpose and you've been pursuing the wrong things. And today is your day where you say... I need to give my life to Christ. Can I tell you that that is your first step? Before you can know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference, you've got to come to know God first. That's the first step. And today I want to give you that opportunity to come to know God. Can I tell you that God wants a personal relationship with you? He doesn't just want you to know about Him. He wants to have a relationship with you. And that all begins by you accepting Him as your lord and savior can i tell you that jesus came to this earth and died on a cross for your sins the sins before you would even commit he he died for the sins that you are that you have committed and that you are going to commit and all you have to do to accept that freedom and that forgiveness is you just have to ask him into your life and some of you that's you today you need to ask jesus into your life to be your lord and savior can i tell you That when you ask Him to do that, He will come into your life and He will transform you from the inside out. It's not going to happen all at once, but it's a process. And He wants to do some work in your life, but you have to accept Him into your life. So with your heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you, and you say, I want to accept Jesus into my life today, on the count of three, I would just love for you to just raise your hand just so I know who I'm praying for. Are you ready? Let's do this. One, two, three. Would you lift your hand if you want to accept Jesus? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Church, because we believe in this prayer prayer, let's all pray this together. Would you repeat this after me? Say, dear God thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me but I believe that you raised him from the dead Jesus I make you my Lord I give you my life thank you for giving me The Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Would everybody, would you give a hand clap of praise for everybody who prayed that prayer?